Hi, Rebecca Shear here. Looking for more ways to circle round with us? Join the Circle Round Club and get all sorts of great perks, like a welcome box with Circle Round goodies, monthly newsletters, even ad-free episodes, and bonus bedtime stories. Support our public radio podcast and sign up now at wbur.org slash Club. Produced by the iLab at WBUR Boston. Has there ever been a time when a friend or family member wouldn't share with you? Maybe they wouldn't let you play with a new toy, or they wouldn't give you a turn during a game. Think about how it made you feel. Not so good, right? Well, we're about to meet a character who feels exactly like you did until he takes matters into his own hands. I'm Rebecca Shear, and welcome to Circle Round, where story time happens all the time. Today, our story is called The Patched Up Coat. Versions of this tale come from Russia, the largest country in the world. Some really great people came together to bring you our adaptation of this folktale, including Peter Sagel, host of NPR's weekly news quiz, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. So, Circle Round, everyone, for The Patched Up Coat. At the edge of a small town, at the top of a steep hill, there lived a man and woman. The man and woman on the hill weren't especially rich, and they weren't especially poor. They weren't especially tall, and they weren't especially short. What they were, however, was especially selfish. If a neighbor was baking a cake and came up the hill to borrow a cup of sugar, the man and woman might respond like this. Oh, You can borrow a cup of sugar, all right. Provided you give us the cake when it's done. If a farmer's wagon broke down on the way to market, and he asked the man and woman for a ride in their cart, they might respond like this. Oh, we can give you a ride in our cart, all right. Provided you pay us ten silver coins for the trouble. So one brisk winter evening... When a weary traveler trudged up the hill to ask the man and woman for a bite of supper and a place to spend the night, they responded like this. Oh, you can have some supper and spend the night, all right. Provided you chop some firewood and feed the horses. The weary traveler was a soldier, making his long journey home after fighting battles in faraway lands. His feet were tired, His stomach was empty, and the coat he wore was threadbare and covered with patches. I appreciate the offer, folks. Thank you. So, what's for supper? The man and woman exchanged a look. Well, my wife and I are having a hearty chicken soup. Mmm, it's been simmering on the stove all day. But you'll be eating cold porridge. There isn't enough soup for three. The soldier cast his eyes toward the stove, where an enormous iron pot was boiling and bubbling away. The pot seemed to hold more than enough steaming fragrant soup for three people. But the soldier just smiled and sat down at the table. While the soldier choked down his cold, lumpy porridge, the man and woman slurped up their hot chicken soup with Gusto. 
Oh, this soup is scrumptious. Delectable. I'm going to have seconds. I'm going to have thirds. As the man and woman refilled their bowls again and again, it began to dawn on the soldier just how selfish this pair truly was. But he kept quiet and continued eating until his bowl was empty. Once the man and woman gobbled up the entire pot of chicken soup, they brought out dessert, a fresh-baked apple pie. The soldier's mouth watered as he waited to be served a slice. But instead, the man and woman carved out two massive pieces for themselves. <laughs> this pie is just marvelous. Incredible. Oh, so flaky. So light. As the couple gulped down bite after scrumptious bite, the soldier sheepishly piped up. Uh, ex excuse me, folks, I was wondering, may I please have some pie? The man and woman stopped chewing and fixed their guest with an irritated stare. Have some pie, you say? Oh, no, 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 no. You have work to do, soldier. Didn't you promise that you'd chop firewood and feed the horses? So the soldier got up from the table and headed outside. The night air was bone-achingly bitter. The soldier's hands trembled so hard he could barely hold the axe as he split logs. By the time he loaded the stable with hay, his arms and hands, legs and feet had all gone numb. The old coat he wore was so scruffy and ratty, it did nothing to protect him from the cold. After his chores, the soldier staggered back to the house, where the man and woman were licking pie crumbs off their fingers and sipping big mugs of piping hot tea. Oh, look! There he is. Took you long enough out there, soldier. We're about to turn in for the night. Glancing around the house, the soldier spied a plush sofa in the living room. It was covered with thick woolen blankets. Hitting the hay is fine by me, folks. I have been traveling all day and I am beat. May I sleep on your sofa, then? The couple shook their heads. Oh, no, 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 soldier. Our house cat Fluffy sleeps on the sofa. She just loves snuggling up with all those cozy blankets. You'll be sleeping on the floor. The soldier felt his heart clench. Were there truly no limits to this man and woman's stinginess? That's fine. Just fine. But the sofa's right next to the fireplace, and it seems the fire's gone out. Would you mind if I started it back up again? Even as the soldier asked this question, he suspected he already knew the answer. And he was right. Start the fire again, you say? And waste all of our precious firewood? No way, soldier. Just use that ratty coat of yours as a blanket. Then the man and woman breezed into their snug, cozy bedroom and slammed the door. The soldier lay down on the living room floor, beside the unlit fireplace. As a chill whooshed down the chimney, he curled himself into a ball, pulling his patched-up coat even tighter around his quivering body. Naturally, the shabby old frock didn't do a lick of good. Ah, uh, I cannot believe these people. They have plenty of supper to share, yet they don't. They've plenty of dessert to share, yet they don't. They have a whole extra sofa to sleep on, but do they share that? Of course not. 
to say nothing of parting with their precious firewood. Somebody really ought to teach these selfish scoundrels a lesson. And I know just the one to do it. What will the soldier do next? What would you do if you were the soldier? We'll find out what happens after a quick break. Support for Circle Round comes from Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And listeners will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Circle Round. That's Indeed.com slash Circle Round. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We've been looking for even more ways to circle round with super fans like you. And now we've got another one. The Circle Round Club. When you join the Circle Round Club, not only do you support the public radio station that makes Circle Round possible, but you can get all sorts of perks, including a welcome box with Circle Round goodies, weekly activity emails, monthly newsletters from me, Rebecca Shear, and early access to Circle Round events. You can also get bonus bedtime stories, behind-the-scenes videos, and ad-free episodes. Sign up now at wbr.org slash Club. Welcome back to Circle Round. I'm Rebecca Shear. Today, our story is called The Patched Up Coat. Before the break, a man and a woman allowed a poor traveling soldier to spend the night in their home. But the selfish couple made him sleep on the floor with nothing but his shabby patched up coat to keep him warm. The winter's night grew darker and colder, and before long the soldier's entire body felt frozen, but his brain was on fire as he cooked up a plan to teach the greedy pair a lesson. Right around midnight, he leaped to his feet and raced to the kitchen. He plunged his hand into a big jar of butter and smeared the thick, greasy stuff all over his face. Then he put on his coat and knocked at the man and woman's bedroom door. What? Is it, soldier? How dare you wake us up in the middle of the night? I am so sorry to disturb you, but it is so hot and stuffy in the living room. Would you mind opening a window? The man and woman gaped at the soldier's drippy, sticky face. The living room was the draftiest part of the house, especially when the fireplace wasn't lit. And yet, this soldier, with his tattered, ragged coat, was sweating so much he needed to open a window? The couple was confused, but they agreed to their guest's request. And when a burst of wind swept through the living room, they scurried back to their snug, cozy bedroom and slammed the door. But then, an hour later, the soldier came knocking again. What is it now, soldier? We're trying to get some sleep. I know, and I apologize, but even with the window open, I'm so hot I could pass out. 
Would you mind opening the front door? The man and woman's jaws dropped. With the window open, the living room felt frosty as an icebox. Yet the soldier wanted to open the door? Are you out of your mind, soldier? With the door open, the house will freeze. The soldier shrugged. Well, I guess I'll just take off my coat then. Perhaps I'll be more comfortable without it. The man and woman watched as the soldier removed his scruffy, worn-out coat and laid it on the floor. Ah, there. That is so much better. So, sorry to bother you folks. I'll see you in the morning. For the rest of the night, the man and woman couldn't sleep a wink. The soldier had them positively flummoxed. How could the fellow possibly stay so warm? Was it really that shabby, patched-up coat of his? Could it be... Magic? When morning came, the man and woman found the soldier in the living room, lacing up his boots and getting ready to go. Good morning, you two. I trust you slept well. As for me, I slept like a baby. Once I took off my coat, that is. The man and woman flashed the soldier a smile. Yes. About that coat. We were wondering... Could we trade you for it? This was the moment the soldier had been waiting for. He stifled a giggle and feigned surprise. My coat, you say? You want to trade for my coat? Indeed we do. We want to trade it for this lovely goose-down jacket here. It's too bulky to wear while chopping wood or feeding the horses or driving to market. But your coat would be perfect. It's so nice and light. Yet so nice and warm. The soldier gazed at the goose-down jacket. It truly was beautiful, but he pretended to hesitate. I don't know, folks. This coat has been with me a long time. I, I'm not sure I'm ready to part with it. To the soldier's delight, the man and woman took the bait. Oh, we understand. Completely. That's why we'll sweeten the deal. We'll give you one of our finest horses. Plus an entire bag of silver coins. What do you say? The soldier acted like he was thinking it over. The man and woman waited and waited until, at last, the soldier's face broke into a grin. I say... You've got yourself a deal, folks. Thank you. So the soldier traded his ragged, tattered coat for the man and woman's goose-down jacket. Then he mounted his fine new horse, slung his bag of silver coins over his shoulder, and rode down the hill, warm, snugly, and laughing all the way. Once he was gone, the woman pulled on the patched-up coat and went out to the stable to tend the horses. It was a nippy, snowy morning, and by the time she was done brushing and feeding the animals, her cheeks were bright red, her lips were pale blue, and she was shaking like jelly. Husband, the, the soldier's magic coat doesn't seem to be working for me. Perhaps you should give it a try. All right, I'll wear it to market. So the man put on the soldier's coat, harnessed a horse to the cart, then set off down the hill. The snow was falling in great clumps now, and each biting, cutting gust of wind felt like the sting of a bee. 
The man's teeth chattered. He could barely move his mouth. And when he lost all feeling in his fingers and toes, he turned right back around and headed home. But he didn't go alone. He was so freezing cold that he picked up some travelers along the way, just so he could huddle up next to a warm body or two. It was the first free ride the selfish man had ever given. And you know what? It wouldn't be his last. When the shivering man returned to his home on the hill, he told the woman how the soldier had tricked them. And from that day forward, the couple vowed to change their ways and never give anyone the cold shoulder. Now it's your turn. What's one thing you can do this week to help someone in need? Maybe you can go through your closet and donate clothing you no longer wear. You can collect canned goods for a food bank, or you can volunteer your time at a soup kitchen or animal shelter. Think about one thing you can do, then go out and do it. When we help others, we help make the world a warmer, sunnier place. This week's story, The Patched Up Coat, was adapted by me, Rebecca Shear. It was edited by Circle Round's supervising producer, Amory Siebertson. Circle Round's original music and sound design is by Eric Shimalonis. Our artist is Sabina Hahn. Sabina has created a black and white illustration for every single Circle Round story, and you can print them out and color them in. Ask a grown-up to visit wbur.org slash circle round, then click on soundtrack and coloring pages. And while you're at wbur.org slash circle round, you can find a link to the Circle Round coloring book and t-shirt, the Circle Round soundtrack, and a transcript for each and every Circle Round tale. Special thanks to this week's actors, Theodore Chin, Jessica Rao, and Peter Sagel. Peter is the host of Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, the NPR News Quiz. He's also the author of The Book of Vice, Naughty Things and How to Do Them, and The Incomplete Book of Running, a memoir about the 2013 Boston Marathon bombing and other adventures while running long distances. Our featured instrument this week was the Goosley. You can read more about this stringed instrument and see a picture on our website. Once more, that's wbur.org slash circle round. Never want to miss an episode of Circle Round? Follow us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Circle Round is a production of WBUR, Boston's NPR news station. I'm Rebecca Shear. Thanks for circling around with us. One of the best things about creating Circle Round is hearing from listeners like you. Circle Round fans have been telling us about their favorite Circle Round stories, and we're excited to share some of their voices with you. My name is Vivian, and I live in Nairobi, Kenya, and my favorite story is the extraordinary pinecone. I like it because the one who's taxing the people learns that he has to steer. My name is Sahara, and I live in Nairobi, Kenya, and my favorite story is The Princess and the Mirror, and I like when they go on adventures. My name is Ziggy, and I live in Montana, and my favorite story is A Horse of a Different Color. Hi, my name is Kate, and my favorite book is Free Yeti Park. My name's McKinley. 
My favorite episode of Circle Round is the head and the heart. My name is Erin. I live in Berkeley, California, and my favorite Circle Round story is Arya's music. Because I like the part when the captain faints dead away. <laughs> Did someone mention an episode you missed? No problem. You can find every single Circle Round story on our website. That's wbur.org slash circle round or wherever you and your grown-ups get your podcasts.